I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. on the computer boom, 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 boom. it's steven's birthday week he's turning older i am how much older are you gonna be a day <laughs> it's like a trick question isn't it yeah <laughs> wait wait uh <laughs> you're you turning 38 yep i'll have been around the sun 38 times 38 are you gonna start counting backwards at 40 again nah no, you'll just embrace it. So my uh, my goal on Wednesday is to do a dunk check video, but the workout we did today might have screwed with that because I think I'm going to have second day. day doms. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, you'll know about 24 hours from now how you start to feel. It's usually how it, <laughs> the afternoon of the day after you work out. Yep. But, so we have had a heck of a week, you and I. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to do some actual work at some point. Yeah, we're <laughs> here. We're here for an accountability update, and we have a ton of stuff to report i'm Um, sorry if i sound a little nasally i'm getting over a cold you're american you always sound nasally well okay i'll just sure all you have to do to sound american is hold your nose like this (laughs) for me at least yeah okay we'll go with that (laughs) whatever steven says you guys yeah why are you always so mean to me ben i just said whatever you say and you Today's the release date of our Dan and Lynn's Cummins podcast. Hey, let's suck. talk about that. We that did that a week ago. Fun. The whole day in Coeur d'Alene was kind of fun. We went out there and did some cool stuff. Yeah, I did some stop-ins with people to t- mm-hmm. catch up. I had to drop off a marriage certificate for a couple that I married the weekend prior, which is a story <laughs> probably in and of itself. Ben is not a polygamist. He doesn't mean he married them. He means he was the I was minister. Reverend. You gotta to refer to me as Reverend Ben now. I'll never refer to you as Reverend, Reverend. Ben. There's nothing about you that's Reverend. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> you tell me to be nice and then you go and say stuff like that? Yeah, I suppose I'm supposed to be working on being nice, right? Yeah, you're still supposed and how's that going? Clearly not very well. Yeah. <laughs> how how was your weekend? weekend? What'd you do? Weekend was good. Let's start last week. Let's talk about what we did last week, right? Um and I don't know why you're laughing at me. Because um, I'm going to rip you a new one here pretty soon. You I'm, <laughs> I'm expecting this. I've been expecting this. Since Tuesday when I told you I was going to rip you a new one? Mr. Gossip Merchant. Yeah, last week we uh, we went out to Coeur d'Alene. We hung out with our buddy Jesse Pierpoint for a minute. Artist, who's amazing, by the Great way. Great artist. Um, yeah, I loved his VW stuff. He's got a lot of Volkswagen. He does a lot of those. He's good. Yeah. He's good. And uh, yeah, it was fun there. Uh, we had a beer and a burger at lunch. Crafted, yeah. Yep, out there. Uh, and then we went to the Suck Dungeon. So 
Yeah, we uh, home of time suck. Time suck podcast, the uh, scared to death podcast, and I believe there's one more that they're going to be releasing here soon. I think today, this week, or something like that. They said midnight tomorrow will be the uh, the release. The 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 the, uh, scared to death. Ah. Yeah. So and they're releasing it at midnight. It's a really cool concept. Basically, he reads ghost stories to his wife and tries to scare the crap out of her. Um, and some of the video footage I've seen looks amazing. But Time Suck is how we found them. They're, I mean, it's a na- nationally yeah, recognised podcast. It's huge. And God, we had a lot of fun. Just two really genuine, cool people that are able to think critically. And they've uh, taken a really kind of obscure business and done really well with it. Well, yeah, two businesses. His comedy and podcasting and make a living, a legit living out of it. Yeah, and we, you know, we didn't talk numbers on air, but we had a little talk afterwards on air and they're doing very well in terms yeah. of, uh, you know, what they've done and, and we For got some... podcasting out of Idaho. Yeah, we got some tips from it. You know, their, uh, their studio is next level setup. compared to what Ben and I are doing. So we got a podcast in a bag and they have two sound booths, like two recording rooms with office set up. And we got to set up on a folding table in their, in their office setup. We didn't get to use the actual recording. We brought our own equipment, but I will say our mics were a hit. Lynn's got the gold mic. I'm pretty sure she wanted to take that thing home with her. (laughs) She was taking pictures with it afterwards. Did you notice her taking selfies with the gold mic? Yeah, she was like, I want this. I've asked them for a gold mic. And I'm like, yeah, we got these on the Amazon yeah. and they're good. But Jesus, Ben, Sorry, do you cheers. want a hammer? Yeah, because that way, if you're not nice, I can hit your fingers every time. That you... Stop stop wrecking the, the studio. <laughs> the studio? Now you're calling it a studio? Yeah. The conference room with chairs in it? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that if you haven't checked it out yet, episode 36, I was laughing out loud. <laughs> As I was editing it, yeah, there's some there's, good, there's good some moments, good, good parts. We talked about everything from cult leaders to just life, yeah, business, life. how they've monetized things, and it's funny because even though it's not traditional business, the overwhelming thing I got from it was that how hard you work and how much effort you put in is going to well, set you he straight. He puts in more time, I think, researching. And he said he writes out an entire script for every mm-hmm. one of those, which just twenty five thousand words. Yeah, absolutely crazy. He basically writes a half a novel for every podcast he does. Yeah, yeah, absolutely crazy. But yeah, so that was so they did well. That was fun. I had yeah. a good time with that. I think that was one of the more fun podcasts that we've recorded so far. I'm not going to tell you who the other ones were because I don't want everybody getting all upset at each other trying to <laughs> vie for who's the most fun. And I don't think the people that we interview listen to us. They listen to us before they come in, and then it's like I'm never listening to that again. <laughs> Fuck listening to those assholes. Yeah, um, I'm like oh my god. But, but yeah, that was Tuesday was last week, and then we had, and then I got sick from there on out the rest of the week. It was great. <laughs> I didn't even know you were sick. You kind of ignored me for the rest of the week. I know. You didn't text me since Tuesday. I saw when I just texted you this morning. I'm like, whoa. Maybe I'm busy. (laughs) So then we get to the weekend. What did you do for the weekend, Ben? Were you sick over the weekend too? I I was sick the entire weekend. It actually got worse over the weekend, sadly. But I uh, went home Friday afternoon, and I was like, you know what? I need to take a nap because I knew we had dinner with... uh, a friend who's also a center of influence referral source to me that night. So I went home, took a nap at one, got up, did a three o'clock conference call, 401k conference call, did a couple more hours worth of work and then got ready and went to dinner. And then Saturday hung out around the house. Uh, nothing too crazy. Chores, catch up Sunday. It was so nice out, man. Sunday was awesome. Weather wise, we took a drive, uh, took the top off 
my folks were out of town and I drove to the airport. So their cars at my place, I have one of those Jeeps that you've rented, the four door Jeep. So we mm-hmm. took the top off the Jeep, drove out to 291 Brew House out in Suncrest. I like that place. That's awesome. Took my son to the park and then uh, went up to Big Barn for a beer and then to our friend's house to check out their new kitchen that they got redone. Had dinner on the back deck. Pretty nice little weekend. Nice. How about you? Friday night. I had a cheeseburger at Wisconsin Burger. Mm. It was lovely. Actually, that's kind of a theme, and we're going to talk about this when we talk about these body compositions. I've been eating like an asshole for like a month and a half. <laughs> it's summer, but now obviously it's getting in the fall or yeah. autumn, and yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna address that because we worked really hard to get to where we were, and then I think both of us have just kind of gone. Oh, I'm going to eat and drink whatever the heck I want. Um, so yeah, Saturday I went to the symphony on Saturday night. Oh, cool! It was really cool. So the new uh, the new conductor, so Jeff Von Sal, who's the uh, symphony executive director, he uh, talked to me on Tuesday at the SYP event, which we we missed that out. We did that as well on the rooftop. Oh, yeah. We had quite the day on Tuesday last week, but um, that was a good event on Tuesday. The uh, the new conductor, the new music director for the Spokane Symphony, uh, came from Edinburgh. He lived there in Scotland. He's from Nottingham, England. For anybody that doesn't know, that's where Robin Hood's from, the sheriff of Nottingham and all that. So yeah, I went to that to kind of support Jeff a little bit and and meet him. Um, And then on Sunday, I played soccer. 90 minutes, 1,100 calories. And I tracked it on the watch. Covered 5.3 miles, if anybody's interested in that. And also went to see Old Dominion last night. Woo! Really, really good. Old Dominion, I love their stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah, and they uh, they've actually they did a little skit last night where the three of them came up to the front, the three main dudes, and they sat down with acoustic guitars and they basically played a bunch of the songs I've written for other people. Basically, country music exists right now for the last five years because of Old Dominion. <laughs> so, Stephen, you went to Old Dominion on fr- Sunday night. Who the hell did you go with, Stephen? I was there with like 5,000 other people. Yeah, who else did you go with? Because oh. guess what, group, listeners, Stephen hasn't been honest with us. <laughs> Stephen has been lying, and I found out on Tuesday, right? So Stephen and I are going to go in the car on Tuesday. This is some bullshit, so I'm going to lay it down right now, right? And I'm like... So I'm going down to get my coffee at Thomas Hammer, have a nice little morning, right? I go down there and I see a gentleman that I know that I know that Steven knows, right? And he's like, wow, uh, I, I'm, I won't say names on the air at this point, at least, unless you want me to. Be careful what you say here, Ben. <laughs> Why? Mr. Gossip. It's not gossip. This is reality, buddy. So I, <laughs> I run into this guy and I had asked Steven just a few days earlier, like, hey, where are things at with you and the lady? Not the same lady from a few months ago, different lady, right? And I'm like, hey, Stephen, where are things? He's like, oh, we're just hanging out at this point, right? We're just we're just friends. And then I see this uh, guy at the coffee shop who this is going to be hard to explain without names, <laughs> who happens <laughs> to have a father-like relationship with this girl that Stephen may or may not be seen. And then he informs me that Stephen's been hanging out a lot and attended a quote-unquote family function. What's that about, dude? I'm not sure what the problem is. You got a girlfriend? No. You got a friend that you've been hanging out with? I've lots of friends I hang out with. <laughs> of the female variety? Yes. <laughs> you sly dog, you. So why are you mad about this? I'm not understanding. Because I asked you and you were like, nope. 
You and asked then, me what? You weren't open about it. You were all open and you've been good the last few months. And then you just clammed up again. You won't talk about your feelings. So tell me what you think about this girl. Wait. What? No. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny to see how uncomfortable Steven is right now. I'm really not uncomfortable. Uh, you're playing with your shirt? Like, it's hot I'm, in here. I'm, it is hot in here. For a, why is it hot in here? This is a cooler room. They don't have the AC on anymore? It's going to be my guess. But. Yeah, it's not just me. You've got, like, rosy complexion right now. Always rosy. I don't know what you're asking. Do you like her? I like her, yes. Where do you see this going? <laughs> this might be one of the more awkward moments on our podcast. I don't want to say or... I don't know. I'm going to go find her. We'll do an interview with her. <laughs> see. We'll get her in her too. She's about 30 feet in that direction. I know, that's what... <laughs> now you're giving locations of where she might potentially be. People can start deducing... People can deduce away. I just think it's so hilarious just how, how into give it us you a, are. Well, I mean, you can't talk about your relationships and be all like one way and then decide you're not going to share anymore about it. It's not that I've decided not to share. It's that it's literally in its infancy. Well, okay. Say that. Be like, oh, I've been seeing a girl. We went to a concert. We had a good time. Stayed out late. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fucking awkward. Screw this part. <laughs> it's not awkward for me. I don't understand why it's You're awkward. You're being for awkward. You. you won't answer it. T- tell me what's going on. Exactly what you said. We're hanging out. Okay, and seeing where things go. I can't even tell the other stories because I can't drop names or anything, and that's when it, it's really fun. Well, I, I know she's going to listen to this, and all I'm going to say is Costco. Yeah, that was interesting for sure. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody sees Steven, ask him about Costco. Yeah, you can do that in person. I don't think that's something that I need to be I'm not putting sharing. it out here. Oh, no, I'm not yeah. putting it out on the podcast. That was interesting. I had an awkward situation at Costco. Ask him about Costco. And yeah. ask him about Pinky. Well, Pinky can't go on here either. Well, no, it can. I know. Yeah. No, it's not going to go on here. That's why I said they can ask you in person. I have an old nickname. Oh, God. Here we Pinky. Go. There's two reasons. The clean reason is that um, I turn pink in the sun. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so if you hear me getting called Pinky, shout out to uh, Jay Hills, who I was best man in his wedding, who gave me the nickname. I, I actually didn't give me the nickname. I had the nickname already, and then he decided to take it to the next level and basically exclusively call me Pinky. And I was just on the phone with him a little while ago, and he actually gave me some ideas for you. And we're going to talk about some things when we get to the business portion of this that I think... You may or may not do, and if you're not, I think there's huge opportunity for you. Cool. Because he works for Merrill Lynch out in Detroit, or not Detroit, ah. uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ah, cool. So similar game. What's his name you. again? Jamie Howells. Jamie, is this the guy you use now? No. Okay, different guy. He's been doing it for a couple of years. So <laughs> you're desperate to know who manages my money, aren't you? <laughs> oh, I know he's in Chicago. I just was simply asking if that's. A- I don't work with Ben, by the way, although I endorse Ben. The guy I work with has never steered me wrong, and I always tell Ben that that's the kind of loyalty he strives for, therefore he shouldn't be trying to force me to switch to him. Plus, I don't want you knowing what I've got. I always say you just got to get second in line and enough lines. You tell me what you have, dude. What do you mean you don't want me knowing what you have? (laughs) You literally tell me. Yeah, but I don't want you in a management role with what I've got. I'm pretty sure you would... You would balk at how much money I spend on Nike for a start. 
I would tell people as long as they're saving the percentage that they're supposed to save of their income, I don't care where their money goes. Cool. People would balk at probably how much I spend on cars sometimes. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, All right. Old cars. We're going to move like on. It. It makes me happy. So our kind of hectic week continued with an interview with Corey Jepson on Thursday. We kind of skipped over that, and we'll be releasing that. That wasn't Thursday. Interview. It was that Thursday. That was Monday. What was it? That was on Monday. Monday? Yep. What? We oh, we did Corey Monday first? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. That was Monday. I skipped over that. Why did I think it was Thursday? What did we do Thursday? I had something Thursday. Uh, Never mind. Anyway, so we also have an interview for Corey Jepson, which will come out after this. And the reason we... Uh, if Corey, if you start, listen to this, you were supposed to come out the Monday today, but then we figured since you got married on Saturday and we're going on your honeymoon, we would wait until you were here so we could cross-promote... Um, rather than having you do that on your honeymoon, we hope you're doing other things on your honeymoon. Blue moon, I saw you standing alone. Please don't ever do that again, especially holding eye contact with me. Um, <laughs> Just look at my eyes. Yeah, but then this morning we did a little follow up. was excited with Miss Rachel Rowley, who we we interviewed a couple of weeks ago, and. We got amazing feedback on that. It's actually a lot of you have told us that's your favorite interview um, that we've done. Yeah. Which it was a good one. It's nice to know. But Very she, real. She did a body composition scan for us this morning and then we trained with her. So she, Ben and I have our sheets in front of us. Ben, who won? <laughs> yeah, I love how I, are, you, you're such a. Oh, <laughs> Use your uh, words. I weigh more. I'm three inches taller. I, I won in height <laughs> and weight. I have a video here of Rachel literally saying that my numbers are very good. And yeah, yours are yours, yours are, are good. good. And my body fat percentage is lower than yours. It is. I was a twenty one, you were an eighteen something. Yeah. I was twenty one point one, you were eighteen even or what? Eighteen even. Yep. And my visceral fat is only an eight level eight, which is very healthy, which means if you're if you're listening to this and you don't know what visceral fat is, visceral fat is the fat that accumulates around your organs, uh, the kind of unhealthy fat, so the stuff that can cause diabetes, heart and lung disease, things like that. So, Ben, what's your visceral fat? Eleven. So anything above ten is technically not okay, but Ben's hadn't pooped this morning, and we think if he'd pooped. <laughs> No, you're laughing. It's true. I know. We think if he pooped that that might have thrown the reading off a little bit. So this machine, it's like space age stuff. You basically stand on it and you've got things that you hold in your hand that are connected to it. And it essentially shoots electrical signals through your body. And You don't feel it though. You don't feel it. And it reads it. how quickly they pass through skin, bone, muscle, water, all the rest of it. And it gives you a really complete analysis. So in terms of BMI, I'm obese. If you just use a BMI reading. Mm -hmm. What was your BMI? But I'm obviously not obese. Um, let me find it on here. BMI is 28.5. Yeah. So that number in and of itself, and, and I've talked about this, we've talked about this with multiple people on the podcast. If you just do a body mass index reading, it's not a good representation because it doesn't take into effect bone density, doesn't take into effect muscle mass. It's literally just height and weight. Yeah, and age. which, man. So, yeah. Because if you're super muscular, it's not going to take that into account. It'll just count it, I mean, it take but, count it as fat, but. 
The other cool thing that this does is it tells you how much water and how much your lean body mass is. So our mm-hmm. lean body mass is within a pound of each other. Which is crazy. So Ben's lean body mass is 178.8 and mine is 177. So I guess within two pounds. Um, And your lean body mass is what your body would weigh if you had 0% body fat. If Ben and I went 0% body fat, which wouldn't be, I don't even think it's possible, we'd be 177 pounds and 178 pounds respectively. Literally no fat on your body, that would not be good. I currently weigh 215.9 pounds and I was at 201 at one point. I think I pooped once and got just below 200, but it wasn't a true reading. Um, <laughs> I'm back up to 215.9. So I'm going to work on that here for the next month or two, now that the weather's turned and it's so not summertime. Now summer you're looking time. back at weight? You want to start looking at weight again? Not just pounds? the weight. Um, I would like my body fat to be closer to 15%. So to do that, obviously, if I shift weight cut and yeah. cut the body the body fat I don't care about my body fat percentage being down at 15 but mm-hmm. uh, I'd like to get it below 20 so we're actually going to do these sort of continuously with Rachel we said we'd go back they're pretty in. sweet check-ins yeah and she said that we can play around a little bit like we can do a month where we just binge and see what it does to our reading the, the following month we can try things like keto and we, we asked her if she had done that and she said she did and her body fat um, percentage actually went up which is understandable because you're it doesn't differentiate necessarily between I think it was her visceral fat that went up right I think that's what she said yeah so it would be interesting to see if that happened to us as well and obviously men and women are put together very differently the other thing these sheets and we're going to take pictures of them and put them on our um, social media I joked about it being a competition it's really not Ben's competing with himself and I'm competing with myself but I won because just because and Steven's um, ego needs to win remember we talked about gives, that on um, the one on with we Corey. didn't talk about that with Corey I still think some of that was nonsense but we'll let it go <laughs> um, I loved it it gives you a look at your right arm left arm your trunk your right leg left leg and sort of where you're uh, maybe don't have symmetry so whether you're stronger on one arm than the other or leg than the other more muscle so yeah obviously you want symmetry but it's, it's never going to be uh, perfect but yeah, it was fun. Well, the workout was fun, man. It was leg day. Ooh, that was a rough leg day. Yeah. We did the wall sits, and I, I was like, man, these wall sits aren't too bad. Like, I could do wall sits for a minute, you know, and then they like get up on your toes on the wall sits. But three like, sets in one this. minute? And I, and I did okay. And then she put the freaking like 45 pound weight on my lap when I started laughing a little bit, you know? And she's like, you're having too much fun. And I'm like, oh, ouch. Yeah. And then it got hard. No, we got after it. This was an amazing training session. So Rachel's actually going to post the whole workout. She's got video of all of it, and we'll steal that oh, and cool. make some social media posts on she that. She was as a well. good trainer, not, not Rachel, but Crystal, I think, is what was her name. Yep, at uh, Go the Distance Training Ground. That yeah, we she's at, wonderful. Fancher in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was good. Just, I mean, like positive talk, like not degrading or anything like that. Really uplifting. Mm-hmm. Showed you how to do it. But pushed you as well, too. Some of your wall sits that you were doing when you fell, she's like, get up, get up, you can do it. Like I was like, get up, Steve. Yeah, I don't like the wall sits. Wall sits are hard. I don't like the wall sits. But my, uh, so my weekend consisted of this as well. So Saturday morning, I did shoulders and legs. Sunday, I played soccer. 
and then Monday I did that leg day with them. My butt, my legs are fried, absolutely fried. And then um, you're going to dunk on Wednesday on your birthday? That's the plan. <clears throat> we'll see what, what you got. That is the plan. Let's see how high you can jump. So I'll just, so as far as accountability goes, we'll do, well, before you jump into your little a second thing here, the sheet that you have that you won't let me see, Steven mm-hmm. just likes to spring things on me in the middle of it. He gets a chance to prep <laughs> and then he's like, we're going to talk about this. I'm like, oh, let me see it real quick. He's like, no. I'm like, okay, dick. Like, that's cool. I'm glad you get a second to prep. But so as far as accountability goes, I was sick last week and I didn't work out. This first time since we started this that I did not work out for a week. You did on Monday, I thought. I don't think so. No? Okay. I mean, even still, even if I didn't, it's now Monday, so. But I, I didn't work out all last week. Being sick didn't help with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry. it felt good to rest, I will say. Did, and you, then you trained this morning. Did you feel yeah. strong this morning? I felt fine this morning. It's amazing. Yeah. Sometimes you take a week off or a few days off and you go back in the gym and you actually feel really good. Yeah. You think it's going to be tougher. Well, your and body it's not. got a full week. Well, I don't know if my body got a full week to recover since it's for five days I've been freaking cold, but it, uh, I don't know, kind of felt good to just not work out mm-hmm. for a week. Good. Yeah. And every now and again, you got to press that reset button. I but, don't, I don't, but now that. you got to, and I got to get back into it. And I got to make sure that I'm consistent. I've blocked it out of my calendar to make sure that I'm doing my times that I know work. Yeah. Look at you go. So I'll get Look back into it this go. week. Um, I'll get back so into it. last thing I want to ask on the fitness side of things. Um, oh, yeah. You're not working with Dan the Cyborg anymore. No, we had our last training session. Um, what's going to happen now? Are you going to get back on some kind of regular schedule? Mornings, evenings, what are yeah, you going to do? Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the gym. In the mornings? Back to my Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the gym. No, Wednesday afternoon at 3.30. I'll sneak out a little bit and then go over to the move just down the way from my office are you planning on doing any training again or do you think you'll just do your own thing for a minute i mean i think you and i'll start working out more again together too because i'll have the time now to do that because i don't not have an afternoon gym sessions and i mean hard part is being away from work that much too Mm because i mean sometimes just you got to work but and then i've got to be home at five usually to get my son because my wife doesn't always get there so sometimes it's a little trickier but so I found a schedule that'll work for me, and I know some mornings you and I will be able to, <clears throat> the Mondays and Fridays, we'll be able to work out at uh, South Hill or Northside. We'll be able to South get Hill. after it. <laughs> and you know I'll come north. I've done it a few times now. That one, I don't think I was talking about that. And I don't, they're going to move that location, I heard. Which one? The South Hill move to a new complex. They bought some property or something down by like KXLY, Creme, down the road. <laughs> I heard is just what I was being told. That would be interesting. I wonder if they have it in their lease that no other gym can go in that property then. Well, YMCA is right next door. Yeah, YMCA would love to take that property and build. That's why I'm interested. Uh, I never heard that, but I guess I'll ask some questions and see. Because Northside and downtown are getting a revamp. I'd heard that, but yeah, ask some questions. See what you find out. Yeah. Um, All right. Was that your last question? My schedule? Yeah. How's your workout going? You were doing two a days or are still doing two a days? Yeah, for the most part I do two yeah. a day. I mean if I've got events and stuff at night I won't but I just there's something I like to separate out the cardio stuff and the the lifting stuff for some reason. I don't like doing them at the same time. Um See so do you just like you go to the gym, do your uh, I'm kind of a sad sack, cardio. like I'd I'd rather go to the gym than go to the bar at this point. 
through the week and it keeps me away from eating out and doing that stuff so it's just something extra to do so you're showering twice a day too then huh yeah that's a lot of a lot of time at the gym and getting ready not really it takes me like five and a half minutes in and out the shower and ready I'm talking about working out yeah because you're mind at the it. gym for um, what time in the mornings usually I'll do six. anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half and in the evenings I'm usually in and out in 45 minutes to an hour so you got so a couple hours a day yeah anywhere between yeah, give two, or take. two and a half hours but I mean there's people that sit at home and watch TV for two two and a half hours this and I'm not true. doing that that's so, true good point good yeah point. So, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, you know, and, and if there's an event or something like that, then I'll well, get that honestly might be a it. stage in life, too. It's like, because, yeah. I mean, you start hanging out with a certain lady more or something like that. or Certain what? Lady. <laughs> more. I thought then, you said Mandy more. I was like, what? If you, if you start hanging out with Mandy more. <laughs> She's really going to demand your time, buddy. I'm like, does she have my number? <laughs> You'd be okay with that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe more. Huh? I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. yeah. So moving on to business stuff. Business. Business. Business time. How are we, and I will do an email before you and I leave here today with the intro that we talked about last yeah. week. He actually reached out to me. We, uh... We're working on getting you caught up on your shortfall right now. How do we do that? It's not too bad, actually. I mean, I've got I've got stuff identified that it could. I have another 400 hit this week. So I'm at like 4.4, 4.5 million for the year. So mm-hmm. 1.5, 1.6 short at this point. And again, I mean, I could get a $2 million account referred to me tomorrow, and then all of a sudden it's satisfied, right? Mm-hmm. More than satisfied. So yeah, I'm not part concerned. of it is just doing... No, I'm not either. It's just... You know, doing the right actions, right? As long as you're doing the right actions that lead to the positive results, then I'm not worried about it. Like Tim and I just talked about it before I came over here too. He's like, you're doing all the right things. Like, just keep it up. You can't control when people say yes, right? So as long as you do the things that you know that lead to results. Good. So I'm not worried about it. I mean, that's a good year even still. Even if I stop now, four and a half million in new money would be uh, fine Yeah. for just somebody building their book. I mean, if you had a $100 million book I mean, that would be like, oh, are you really working your book at all? But, mm-hmm. well, yeah, for me, things are still going really well. I've got, um, this is kind of this month, next month, actually, here through the end of the year is going to be pretty big for me. Just lots of stuff that's been on the cards for a long time starting to come to fruition, and lots of uh, the partnerships that I've put in place are now kind of at the point where it's like okay speak to this person speak to that person do this do that go see them so yeah i'm pretty uh, i'm pretty stoked how things are going for me work-wise so moving on and i think i wasn't being a dick by not letting you see this i want to ask your opinion of it on the fly because honestly i was really impressed with it so my friend tracy sent me this and tracy's kind of somebody that she leans on me i lean on her we uh we bounce ideas off each other. She's uh she's like in a C-suite position with uh, one of the universities here, and she sent me this. So it's called a holistic wellness wheel. All aspects of wellness as interrelated, interconnected, and interdependent. So holistic, obviously, is spelt with an H, and this one has a W, and there's actually an explanation that that's why why that is so here are the what these this um so it's a lady called colette 
Florida's. She first created this in 94, it was revised in 97, 2003, 2006, and then 2015, 16, and 17. So lots of revisions. I wonder if some of the revisions were to kind of pacify people that don't like, are constantly offended. But we'll start here. So holistic wellness. We've got physical wellness, economic or financial wellness and meaningful work, environmental wellness, cultural and social wellness, local and global wellness, spiritual wellness, psychological wellness, sorry, relationship wellness and sexual wellness. And there's a little explanation for each of them, but I read over it quickly and I'm going to let you see it now. I was really impressed with the uh, the way it was laid out and I do think that this is more it's more complete than like Maslow's hierarchy of needs so I'm going to let you read it and then we're going to talk about it so what do you think Ben? about the holistic wheel holistic wellness I think it's good I mean I don't I don't disagree with it I think that all of these particular items probably are what contributes to holistic wellness I think people put different weightings on each of those I'm not sure that I would say they all equally play in mm-hmm. like you have to have equal fractions of each one into being holistically well or healthy or whatever you want to call it or happy and I think that's the part that's interdependent and interconnected right so you can have parts of these that aren't super high on your needs yeah. similar to yeah. Maslow's hierarchy of needs I think for me it's just everything there is things that we have been super cognizant of ever since January. And maybe maybe before then, but those are all things that if if we're honest, we've talked about and we've tried to apply, right? Yeah. Well I would say I think especially relate I mean the two big ones that most people probably focus on here is like having positive relationships. Uh I think that they should focus on that, but they, well, I mean, I can tell you from knowing that they don't, is the economic and financial wellness. Because the funny thing is, coming from the guy in finance, is like, if that economic and financial wellness, if you don't have a, like a basic, just even savings account, like if you don't have some basic economic mm-hmm. items in place, like your physical wellness, your sexual wellness, your relational wellness, your spiritual wellness, I like, emotional like everything else seems to kind of wither if you're in a tough spot financially for most people not everybody yeah but for most people it's like if, if you've got massive credit card debt uh if you can't pay your bills if you got true financial stress that permeates every area of your life too yeah it creates issues that wouldn't normally be there it's funny i saw a statistic and i i can't remember exactly what it was i want to say around 60 percent, but it said that if you have a savings account with any money in it, you're better off than about 60% of Americans. Which I'm not surprised. Which is crazy to me. Yeah, they don't even have savings accounts. Yeah. yeah. Um, regardless if there's one penny in it or one million in it, mm-hmm. you're better off than a lot of people. Yeah, well, and a lot of people have savings accounts, but they only have a like 100 bucks in it or something. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have any money in it. Most people are paycheck to paycheck, sadly. And it, that is heavy like that's i don't know how like i wouldn't be able to operate like if i couldn't pay my bills and had credit card massive credit card debt you know or any credit card debt like i would be i'd be stuck but again i get people get in tricky situations things happen right and that's why we try to Mm -hmm. devise a plan to get out of it the one that i think a lot of people overlook here is the um the spiritual wellness right 
and I'm going to read this because our last two interviews we've done two or three yeah we somehow got I had three of them yeah we somehow got into the deep religious stuff yeah not in a bad way just just chatting I think what it's done for me is it's it's kind of proved and highlighted that everybody's spirituality is different so what this says about spiritual wellness is it includes a personal sense of value love truth compassion honesty hope divinity and or meaning and purpose in life may include a belief in the purpose or the purpose human existence and honoring of what is considered sacred involvement in a spiritual religious intentional community and compassionate action as well as specific spiritual and or religious beliefs practices and experiences and i like that it says spiritual and not religious wellness because spirituality for a lot of people is not praying it's not being part of a church and that's okay but yeah this this was just something that appealed to me i had it sent to me today part of the conversation we had right was Mm -hmm. around uh kind of it was more church and religion, I guess, kind of we're using religion in the sense of spirituality in this particular case with comparison to religion and church. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that's yeah. true. It's like, you don't always have to be, I mean, you don't always have to go to church. You don't always have to read the Bible. You don't always have to be doing whatever the practices are, whatever the religion is that you believe in to believe yeah, and feel good about your spirituality. Right. Exactly. Um, so, I also wanted to chat a little bit more about how we do business. So I mentioned that I talked to my friend yeah, a little bit earlier. Yeah, Merrill guy. And he had... So it started off where he has been working his way backwards on our interviews. And he was kind of, oh God, I really want to listen to Stephen on a podcast type <laughs> thing initially. And I kind of hounded him about it. I was like, seriously, dude, listen to it. You might like it. Because I knew he was in a sales gig. And I'm like, if you pick up one thing it's worth it right yeah if you're going to invest in anything and i gave him the password and stuff i shouldn't say this in case audible hear me but give him the password for my audible told him to check out some books and things and as he's been listening he was we'll call it surprised i think pleasantly that you and i both say some things that he's like oh crap where did that come from who's this guy that i used to go drinking with in chicago and now he's kind of somewhat wise and a little more (laughs) like uh little more wisdom than than i remember so he was pleasantly surprised but he made a suggestion to me and i wanted to ask you he, he, he talked a lot about 401ks right and you he admi- did write it, you say? he did okay and you administer some 401ks right i do what do you do in terms of education for the people that are enrolled in your 401k we do annual participant meetings with them with one-on-ones group meetings because that's one of the things he talked about. He talked about the education piece there where you set up the 401k, you go back in and you sort of let people know, hey, this is... Because everyone... How many people do you meet? They're like, oh, I'm putting money in my 401k. And it's like, all right, that's great. But you can't touch it until you're 60, whatever, right? Yeah. And, 59 and a half. there's so many people that don't have non-retirement investment accounts. Yeah. Well, that goes back to the fact that they don't have a savings account. Yeah, so I was just curious if you guys were going back in and doing an education. Oh yeah, we do, like, hey. and that's part of the law. Yeah. I mean, a lot of advisors don't do that, so it's cool that your buddy does, honestly. But it's like taking over those four hundred one k plans, going in and educating the participants on, hey, it's important that you have a savings account with three to mm-hmm. six months savings in it. You know, let's talk about life insurance. Let's talk about college planning. Let's talk about investments outside 
of your 401k or the market. Like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be with us. Like, we're here as an uh, educational resource. Mm-hmm. So use us. So yeah, we do that, and that's but not many people do. So that's cool that he is doing that. Yeah, and he just he just said four hundred one k's, and in his words, could be a gold mine if done properly, and if you actually take the time to um, show people that four hundred one k's aren't guess, the be all end all. I will say this: so in that my six million dollar goal for the year, that doesn't include four hundred one k's, and so we've already brought on. I mean. A few million in 401ks too. Myself and one of the other guys that do them together. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I also have a few million in 401ks that I don't talk about. But that doesn't go towards your goal, or it does. I or? don't count it towards my goal. Oh, okay. So, I mean, if I were to count my 401k money plus my private wealth money, so that six million dollar goal is just new private money. Hmm. That's not. So, I mean, I, there is more to how I get paid, I guess, that I haven't necessarily shared with everybody. Yeah. But, well, I actually. <laughs> I want you and he. I wish he was in the same town. I want you and he to have a coffee. Yeah. Because he is. Just do a virtual coffee, a little FaceTime coffee. Yeah, I think we should do it because he's so sold on the big box financial advising, and obviously you're so sold on the the independent independent and the benefits of what you do versus what he does. And uh, I just like being able to do what's right for my client. Yeah, and obviously with Merrill, everything's vertically integrated and. I what, think what you could you like? both benefit from a chat. Well, I don't think anybody should have a full, full um, control over something that is vertically integrated like that. Yeah. So if you're an airline, you shouldn't be controlling what safety features go into the airplane. You shouldn't be controlling yeah, production of the plane. And yeah, so if if you're controlling every aspect from hey, you manage the funds, you manage the. The investments you manage, what people can sell. Yeah, you they know. trade on your platform. They I think out. independent agents, and it's funny. I got into this with my brothers in a chat last week. I think independent agents, invariably, and please, if this is slanderous or libel, fucking sue me. Um, <laughs> I think independent agents are more likely to be putting people in better products that aren't just because they get compensated more for and, them. And I will say, I don't think that's because of a lack of character or moral on those people, like moral compass on those people. I think it's purely because of conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. It's like they just have the opportunity for more conflict of interest, whether or not they even see it. It's, I mean, same thing could happen to any one of us that might be an independent that goes there. So I just think that when you give yourself the chance to sin and you play with fire, you're more likely to sin and play with fire, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well... There you go. Try to eliminate those those ways that you might fall or stumble. Yeah. So, so the reason I mentioned my brothers is uh, and why we got into it was kind of along those lines. My youngest brother is looking to get on the property ladder, the one that sails around the world for a living, basically. And he was asking advice on mortgages. And he reached out to me and my other brothers. I obviously don't own any property in the UK, nor do I want to, by the way, because the mortgage market in the UK is effed up I was talking about a fixed rate so I said look Chris here are the things I would tell you are probably non-negotiable a small term on the loan so if you can do 15 instead of 30 do 15 a good interest rate obviously that's set you have to work with whatever it's set at and a fixed rate yeah so then instead of variable no arms or anything like that yeah well this is the crazy part 
the financial mess that the UK is in. So obviously, like first and foremost, the USA's real estate market is the reason that the rest of the world crashed in 20, 2008, right? Mm-hmm. It all went tits up. They haven't put in place the same things that have That's been put in place here. That's an over but yeah. Yeah, they haven't put in place the same things that have been put in place here, right? So you don't have the the subprime stuff, the the arms, as you mentioned. So apparently Adjustable in the UK, rate mortgage arm, by the a way. fixed rate mortgage isn't the same as a fixed rate mortgage here. So you lock, let's say you lock in three and a quarter, right? Yeah. That's for the entire term of your loan. That's what your interest Correct. rate is, unless yeah, you go back and renegotiate, whatever, right? Yeah. In the UK, you cannot get a loan like that. You can't get a fixed interest rate. It's loan. fixed for the first five <sighs> years, and then the bank can raise it, or you can refinance. That's called an arm. <laughs> yeah, it just blew They're my all mind. Like that, interesting. Absolutely. So, and I'm. It's I'm, a kind of like an arm. So, I, but I, you do know that's how all, most commercial loans are structured. Yeah. Yeah. But I will have to show you the conversation at some point. I mean, it's a long one. You don't want to sit and read a novel. But I'm telling my brothers, I'm like, no, 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 no. There has to be a way to secure the entire term. And they're like, yeah, but you would pay like a seven or eight. Per-. I was like, no. I'm like, why? Why can't you get a long? When did you leave Scotland? What? How old were you? I was 21. So so you probably didn't have a whole lot of exposure. To no, I had outside. zero yeah. exposure to the property market there. But I'm pretty intimate with it here, right? Yeah. Residential and commercial. I mean, if you can get a commercial loan over 10 years, you're doing well, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you can get a commercial loan for more than five years, you're doing well. But here... With a fixed rate on it. Yeah. But he, here, it just seems like, and you might be surprised by this, but the stuff that's been put in place since 2008 is actually better than anywhere well, I'm not surprised else. by that. So I mean, I had to. I had well, to. We got control. cute, like we got cute, right? With a lot of the things we did, and it mm-hmm. wasn't just the fact that housing prices devalued. It was the fact that yeah, housing prices devalued, and we took these subprime loans, and then we put them in investment vehicles, and people invested in those investment vehicles. So when you know the housing market went down, so did all those investment vehicles in people's you know retirement accounts, yeah. which just so, spread throughout the the I mean, market. Yeah, that's a long text message string. But I want to read those, those things here. So I kept so I kept saying, what do you mean fixed term? Like I'm like, a fixed term means that you've got a fixed interest rate for 15 years or 30 years. Well, a fixed and, term is literally the term is fixed. Yeah, well, they only have a fixed term. Or sorry, fixed um, fixed interest rate for the first five either years three, years. four, or five years of the loan. And if you do a longer fixed term or fixed interest rate they jack up the interest rate the interest rates higher yeah, yeah. Which so then my brother was like we were a first time buyer why did you have to or you were a first time buyer why did you have to pay stamp duty so I'm like what the hell the is stamp, stamp duty, duty. yeah <laughs> so it turns out that that's property tax but you only pay it one time based on the volume based on the property value so you don't pay it annually. It's not annualized. Like you pay property tax here. You pay it one time. One time at the, at the time of purchase. it over the length of the loan or something. Nope. You have to pay it up front as part. Well, you can put it into the you loan. Can I believe. Wrap it but, into your loan. Yeah. But it's not like here. So where they might have the twenty thousand dollar. But that's called excise tax for us. I mean, we pay that when we sell. So then, uh, but this whole conversation, like I'm, I'm knowing how it works here, and I realize how far removed I am from the UK because I'm like, 
wait, no, that's that's not how it works. Why is it working like that? Like, why can't you? So then I basically told them, I took a cookie cutter mortgage here and told them everything they would have to pay, you know, the closing costs and the property taxes afterwards and the PMI if you were doing it a certain way and all that. And I, I, I did all that for them. And my brothers basically went, shit, that's the way we want to do it. How do we sign up for one of those loans? Those don't exist here. <laughs> like move to America. <laughs> you come to America, the United States of America Trump. Yeah. Yeah. So with between that, what I saw there and all this Brexit bullshit that's going on, I'm never going back. <laughs> Seriously, it's a mess. Uh, it's an absolute mess. It's over pretty there. though. Have you have you done much uh looking at the Brexit stuff? No. So first off I mean have, not in depth. First off we've articles have, on it, obviously. That buffoon Boris Johnson, who's the Prime Minister now. now, Prime Minister. I mean, I just don't. I mean, I couldn't vote for him based on his haircut alone. He's like he's got some interesting hair. He's like Trump on crack. Well, dude, this whole Brexit thing. We've talked about it. I think we might have mentioned it before, right? You had the Prime Minister prior to Theresa May. Mm -hmm. It's like fine, let's vote on it. Oh, it actually went through, and then Theresa, I'll save the day, and now she's out. I think I what, thought is there why is she out? I guess I didn't understand that. Why didn't she see it through? Was did they have term limits there, or did people just not want her? They just didn't vote. For no, her? she basically made said that if she couldn't get the deal she wanted through, she would step down. Okay, so she stepped out. Yeah, so Got she's it. out. Um, but with with the whole Brexit nonsense, I genuinely believe that within five years there'll be another Scotland, Scotland Scottish independence referendum. I think there's enough water under the bridge now that the, uh, and you're going to laugh at this, the Protestant-Catholic divide isn't going to keep Scotland from being independent anymore. I think there's enough people that have been economically damaged by staying in the Union. In the Union, I mean, not the European Union, I mean the Union between England and Scotland or the United Kingdom. Um, Which is screwing up a lot of this whole Brexit In 2014, in the last referendum... The, the campaign was better together. Yeah. And it is better for London, for Scotland and England to be together. It's not better for Scotland. And that was a part that was lost on a lot of Scottish people. Um, sorry to talk politics, but yeah, I think there's going to be another Scottish referendum. I mean, I find it interesting. I don't know if everybody else does. Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out with our listener numbers. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because uh, in 2014, a lot of people in Scotland were asking me if I was going to mail a proxy vote or anything like that. And I... I abstained i was like no I, I don't live there why should i vote yeah i know what i'd like to happen i mean my one vote that wouldn't have turned the tide one way or the other but i don't want to vote on a country that i don't live in nor plan to live in at any point but you're a citizen it's where i used to live that's but how i see it now you're in spokompton spokane washington I don't know if I have anything else to talk about. I don't know that we have anything else to talk about either. Except social media, go follow us. Rate, review. Like us. Stars, all that stuff. Hey, do us a favor and share episodes too. If you find one that you like, I mean like push it out on your own yeah. Instagram or Facebook That's page. That's cool. We'll give, we'll give anybody that does that a shout out. Yeah, heck yeah. We'll give you a shout out. Stephen will even buy you lunch. It's great. <laughs> Wait, I'm buying lunch? <laughs> hey Wow. Look at you signing me up for stuff. So... Um, the prettier the better yeah I do want to say as well I had and I've kept this till now because I'm hoping most of you have switched off Um, (laughs) I I did have someone and this is kind of vindication for Ben I did have someone who shall remain nameless 
ask me why I was always so mean to Ben. Oh. And I had to explain to them that Ben and I just have a banter and none of it's mean. So it was when I uh, I put a video on LinkedIn and I said something along the lines of, yeah, I'm recording with Ben. I've got this great day. I oh, get yeah. to record with Ben a little bit at two o'clock. Ben will be there, but um, it will still be all right. And I, I was super like dead. Nonchalant with it, yeah. Yeah, and... I was like, that's just my sense of humor. Ben will get it. He also commented on it. He knows I was joking. His, his little sensibilities were not hurt, I promise. But it was also, for the record, someone who's uh, at an end of the political scale that I see as extreme, so I didn't put as much. Oh, okay. Uh, so and, and I'm not saying left or right. I'm just saying extreme. Interesting, though, that someone... So, but, I mean, I think you and I both rip on each other, too. And for the most part, we don't take it to sometimes like well screw you man like like, we send each other the middle finger emoji yeah every once in a while we do but it's good because you might not know i mean you you get in the normal that's like well that's just what i do right but it's like you do that with other people and it's like oh maybe i shouldn't but i also think you and i's relationships at the point that at any point either one of us could say hey knock it off for real like that that's not cool like not in a jokey way like I'm really not okay with that and here's why and you know yeah, alright won't offend. happen again yeah. or yeah you're a dick and it's going to happen all the time just because I know it annoys you I'm kidding um, <laughs> but yeah so for anybody that does think that I rip on Ben or vice versa it's all in jest and we hope that comes across well at least my side is in jest I don't know about this <laughs> I'm not a mean person, and you know it. So I love how you talked about needing to work on being nicer, and then someone tells you that you're always mean. It's like, oh, Stephen's getting it. Hey, you know what, Stephen? Maybe you need to do some self-reflection. Just saying. Now he's staring to me down. He's mean mugging me right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, go like us, Ordinary to Extraordinary. Listen to us on all platforms. Yep, and until the next time, be good to yourselves and to each other. Boom.
proud about now. Ooh, girl.